0: Hi, Spotify. We're back with the fourth episode of the Midnight Kennel Podcast. I'm here again with Robert Ecker, professional dog trainer and handler. Do you want to say hello today?
1: I would love to say hello. Thanks. And uh, you, you mentioned we're on Spotify, but soon to be on Apple Podcasts. Yes. And we're also on YouTube. Yes. So you can find us uh, on, on those uh, apps also. Yeah. <coughs> um, uh, we have a special guest here today, Gina.
0: Yes. Would you like to say hello, special hello. guest? Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Hi to everybody out there. <laughs> that's that's our good friend uh, Nick Puhawk, and he is a professional uh, gun dog trainer uh, at De Coverley Kennel in Falls, Pennsylvania, um, and he also has his own uh, kennel and line of English pointers called On Fire Pointers and has been very successful with those dogs. So, Nick, how did you get started in the world of bird dogs?
2: Well, I had a good buddy <laughs> help me out and sell me a dog. He was an English setter. That oh, I Max, got from right? Old Max that I got from Robert. Aww. And that set us both into uh,
1: a great, fun relationship of training dogs. Aww. and a good friendship, I, I might add. Yes. Um, Always been there for me. I hope I've been there for you. Most and, certainly uh, have. Let's get right into talking about dogs. Um, so you're currently up there at the Coverly, and you guys, uh, what 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 do you do at the Coverly? Why well, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Coverly Kennel?
2: We breed gentlemen sporting dogs, and uh, we do a lot of gun dog training. Okay. And uh, help a lot of people out, and it's fun to watch them. Learn about their dogs. They have oh.
0: the cutest puppies. They I are. follow them on Facebook. Oh, they I'm always cute. creeping on their page.
2: <laughs> they are cute. But we just had a litter of ten. Oh 10. wow!
1: Yeah. Uh, what, what we'll do is uh, when we um, post uh, a link to this, um, I'll put you know your name or the Coverley's name on there. If someone is interested in uh, one of their beautiful uh, um, English setters, they're they're the. Old hemlock, Ryman type dogs. Uh, they they all, they have a beautiful coat, big blocky head, um, blue belton, orange belton. They're, they're just simply gorgeous uh, dogs. Uh, definitely suited for, for a, a slower pace hunter. Uh, a lot of us are getting up there in age, and, huh. <laughs> and it's <laughs> hard, it's hard, hard to, hard keep, to up. keep up. It's <laughs> hard to keep up with these English pointers and English setters. But um, so yeah, um, gun dog training. Um, we do a lot of that here also. And uh, uh, do, you, do you guys shoot birds over the dogs? Yeah, we or? shoot a
2: lot of chuckers over the, the dogs. Uh, we do a lot of training for uh, hunt tests, AKC hunt tests. Mm. Oh, okay. And uh, we have a few master hunters and wow. a lot of seniors. Wow. So now, a
1: master hunter for our listeners, that's um, just absolutely the epitome of a, a well-trained hunting dog. Uh, the dog uh, hunts and handles under control, uh, points is steady to wing and shot, doesn't leave point uh, to retrieve until commanded, retrieves the bird back to hand, the whole nine yards, backs on sight. So um, that, that's a testament to your training. Um, you know, we've, we've been screwing around with dogs, you and I, for uh, 30 years over and, 30 yeah yeah over 30 years and um i i'm i'm very impressed with with your abilities not only with the gun dogs but you've had a lot of su- success with um uh field trial dogs with your pointers um you had a derby years ago um i'm sure you'll remember Foxy
2: oh i love Foxy
1: <laughs> she was a sweet dog <laughs> and uh, you and i both won some derby stakes with her and then um you made the move, we, we sold her to one of my clients at the time, uh, Doug Harris, up uh, towards Binghamton, New York, and she went on to win several championships. Yeah, um, she was a good dog. So that that would be your first champion. But currently, you have another great dog in your kennel, um, Jerry on Fire.
2: Uh, Jerry.
1: Yep, he, a really beautiful dog. Um, we won the um, Woodcock Championship in Rhode Island two years ago with him. Um, he he, just a, a powerhouse of a dog, and you've bred him now, right? Yeah,
2: we bred him twice
1: and twice. had some really nice litters with him. Excellent.
2: And nice. we bred his sister Sugar with Bo.
1: Oh, that's right. Nice. And nice. They're so
2: beautiful puppies.
1: Yeah, right. And you've just repeated that breeding, so. Um, they're also, if anyone's interested in a very nice English pointer pup, um, your sugar, who is a litter mate to Jerry, just to recap, was bred to Rich Waters, um, national champion, Bull Pineywood. So we'll have those pups coming. What, when do when they do? The, the beginning of September. The beginning of September, great. Yeah. Hmm. Now, that brings me to you, you I mentioned. I was
0: just going to say, perhaps Rich would like a puppy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because... <laughs> On our last podcast, we did a poll: if Rich should get a new puppy, and 100% of voters said yes.
1: <laughs> 100% of dentists highly recommend Rich Waters gets a puppy. <laughs> there you go, Rich. Yeah. You're getting a puppy. <laughs> it's decided. So, but actually, when, when you mentioned September, it makes me think of the fall, and makes me think of both of our true passion, which is wild bird hunting. I know you're you're a, a one of the most dedicated diehard wild bird hunters I know, um, you know, we'll, we'll be on a hunting trip and it'll be raining and, uh, I'm not going out and you're out there in the woods. (laughs) Having fun. (laughs) Having fun. Um, first light you're out there and it's pitch dark and you're still, still out there coming out of the woods. So, um, you're truly dedicated. What, uh do you have any uh, insights for our listeners on wild bird hunting
2: well i'm looking forward first to go hunting with you in michigan in october in early october we're gonna have fun
1: absolutely we always do
2: they're saying there's a good bird count out there and there's nothing better than wild bird hunting when your dog points a grouse or a woodcock man it's very exciting and very satisfying
1: yeah and again things are just popping in my head we have another passion between the two of us and that is food you are one of the best uh, chefs that I know personally Um, you do a great job uh, with uh, pig roast, you do a great job with uh, um, all kind of great wild game meals I I personally love some of the woodcock uh, dishes you you make Um, you want to We love to
2: make woodcock pate (laughs) and woodcock legs. A lot of people pass up
1: the legs, but they are fantastic
2: in scampi sauce. You can't beat it. They're uh, delicious.
1: And and we, Gina and I, both want to thank you. Um, You brought us for lunch today. Mm. (laughs) One of one of our favorites. Uh, Shout out to Jimmy's Quick Lunch in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. I, I, their, their hot dogs, or coney dogs, are the, the best in the area. So uh, thanks for those. Oh, you're were, welcome. They, they are good. good. <laughs> they were a treat for That was sure. my
0: first Jimmy Dog in about five years. Whoa. Yeah. Long
1: I, overdue. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can't go more than a few weeks without one, but that's you know, great. Mm-hmm. They were excellent. They hit the spot. Um, so.
0: You guys should make a Woodcock Pretend cooking show for YouTube when you guys
1: are in Michigan. Oh, we we should definitely do that. We've had some great meals, uh, you know, all different kind of game. What's one of the stranger uh, games Mm. that you've cooked?
2: Beaver. We roast
1: beaver, and it is
2: in our game dinner at Baron Acres, and it is one of the best uh, wild game meats you can eat. Really? What does it taste like? Just like a a roast beef almost. It's a little bit... uh, so it's not too fatty, but it's delicious. Wow. It's like a good prime rib. Wow. Oh, wow. I would
0: try it. Yeah. I,
1: I definitely One thing you made uh, was the first time I ever had it. it um, I guess it was probably about 25 years ago. We had a, a game dinner uh, here at my house, and you had uh, goose, uh, wild goose breasts that you did on a charcoal grill. And I, I was blown away at how good that was. And
2: they are good, and I think we served them with a raspberry
0: sauce. Mm. Oh my gosh,
1: it was I, delicious. I, I remember it was excellent, excellent. Um,
0: do you trap them if you had a beaver? I have
1: some friends that do, and they always save me some.
0: Oh, cool. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Um, so, what what do you see? the future of your line of pointers are you are you looking to continue with the field trials are you gearing them more for the the hunting what what are are you looking to get out of your line of pointers
2: i think my my pointers can do both Uh, excellent you can do they can be very competitive in the field trial world and yet they're you can hack them in and they hunt really well.
1: That's a great point because I get I get asked that a lot like when I'm in Michigan at field trials competing um, and and then the next day I have some clients want to go hunting I'm using the same dogs for uh, hunting as I am for field trials Um, and, and the dogs really know the difference and um you know if you if you know what you're doing uh, handling them there's no problem uh, hunting with a field trial uh, a competitive field trial dog even you know your best champions can can definitely do both so that's a great point yeah we use time. Jerry a
2: lot when we go and he <laughs> hunt oh, over yeah. and shoot a lot of birds over yep. him.
0: All right, well, we had a listener question from last week regarding teaching woe. She has a -a one-and-a-half-year-old dog that will point, but does the creepy creeps up to the bird (laughs) and isn't responding yet. So she wanted to know if you guys had any advice on teaching a young dog how to woe.
1: I'm going to turn this one over to Nick
0: because <laughs> it's the creepy creep. huh? Creepy creeps. <laughs> well, what I always do
1: when I'm
2: doing woe is I will start at the tail and push forward, pushing the dog forward, trying to get it to creep. And that's how you can stop that because once you're pushing it, it's like, you don't want to go off the cliff. I'm going to stop.
1: And right. I think the dog, though, is doing the woe good but now she puts it on a bird. Well,
2: while I'm doing that, you can use your collar and stimulate right when you get up by the shoulders. So now the dog understands that whoa and the little tap. Now you can bring the collar in as it's going in on the bird.
1: And and I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask it anyway. So so you use the e-collar around the neck for steadiness yes absolutely yeah i i do as well um i think probably the both of us uh, learned that method from uh, our good friend pete deangelis years ago yeah um, god rest his soul great great trainer um from pennsylvania here he passed away a couple of years ago um, but yeah so you want to just uh, use the e-collar with that dog to to steady her up when she creeps Tapper. Um, a lot of people are uh, a little leery of using the e-collar, especially around the neck and birds. But um, I, I, I find it uh, actually intensifies the dogs and, and builds style and, and steadiness. You, you agree with that? I
2: do. And you just you know have to do it a little in yard work wise. Don't do it just right, right on the bird work. Right. You know you'd right. have to introduce it in the yard
1: and and the thing is that the advancements with collars now um, you know uh, I use uh, sport dog and I use Garmin collars and there there's so many uh, intensity levels and different you know buzzes and vibrations and momentary and continuous so many different types of stimulus that you could use that you could have a soft dog you could have a you know really hard-headed dog whatever you, you, dog. You have there's, there's a intensity or a collar that you could use for that dog. So, um, what, what type of collars do you use? I use the garment. The garment.
2: Yeah, and again, like you said, it's not a punishment. It's a, a, a reminder. It's getting that dog's thoughts gathered up that it realizes that it can't move forward.
1: Well, I hope we uh, generally answered her question. Um, y- you know, she's just gonna have to uh, stop the dog some way from creeping um, and that's up to her she could use a check rope she could whatever and another little trick too is um, and I think I showed you this Gina the other day like with with a puppy or a young dog that's pointing I'll just let them point and if I have a bird in a release trap as soon as they go to move or creep, I'll pop the bird. And, then, and this way they're learning, if I'm pointing, the, the bird and scent is still there. If I go to move, the bird, the bird flushes oh, right. And you could, as the dog advances and gets older, and you're trying to, ste- like even a field trial dog, you're trying to make him steady in a wing and shot. Again, if they move, they're causing the bird to fly. And, you know, you could correct them um, right then and there. And, uh... uh should be able to stop him so hopefully that answered that question um i'm going to answer a question that you had gina oh what was that um well you and your mother both asked me to find out about our good friend hank the dog oh hank
0: yes shout (laughs) out to anella yokum who i know is listening
1: (laughs) um so hank uh again to refresh everybody's memory was a poodle that one of my clients sent for us to train last year and i hadn't heard from him so i I reached out to him uh, will parker and he told me that he had an absolutely fantastic season with hank Uh, he hunted and found birds and flushed them and, and retrieved and everything went just absolutely according to plan uh, last hunting season, so he's looking forward to to getting back out there this coming season.
0: Great, I miss Hank.
1: Yeah, he, he was, was a one shooter. of
0: my top favorite dogs. <laughs> I hope he's listening.
1: <laughs> well, and hunting with Hank.
0: Hunting with Hank. Hunting
1: with Hank. He was a poodle, I and I know, I know, Nikki, you had a poodle up at the kennel. Over. Yeah,
2: we trained a few poodles, and yeah. they're always fun dogs.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 actually bred as retrievers originally. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of. Um, good retrieving poodle lines out there. Um I have a friend on Facebook, um, that they're in Texas and they, they breed train poodles and and do very well with them. That's so, cool. Yeah.
0: Hank was my first hunting poodle.
1: It was my mine too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. yeah Uh why don't you guys talk amongst yourself and I'm gonna get uh, us a cocktail nick. Whoa cocktail? Nice <laughs> <laughs> I
0: will Take a cocktail, too. There you go. <laughs> Three cocktails.
1: Come on, wow, out. look it
0: out. Let's see what he makes here. He, my Uncle Robert's very good at experimenting He's a and mixing. Well,
1: this is oh, we going to be your basic whiskey on the rocks. Oh, okay. <laughs> There we go. So, Robert, how
2: long are you staying in Michigan this year?
1: I should be hunting in Michigan... Um, two to three weeks this year a little less than normal um, I have some things back home that I need to do mostly hunt woodcock and pheasants here in Pennsylvania with uh, some clients and some good friends
0: mm, nice. all right speaking of Garmin collars would you like to talk about the guest speaker we saw at a certain award show well, this weekend
2: First, I would like to congratulate my buddy. All right. For a fantastic year
0: Plank.
2: and his seventh Handler of the Year award. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That's incredible. <laughs> that's a lot to be proud of. Cheers.
1: Mmm. That's a good drink. Mm. Um, Ooh, that's the best one I had all day. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the um, Garmin uh, at, at the Awards Bank. <clears throat> Banquet for the US Complete uh Association Saturday evening. Uh the Garmin rep was there and uh gave a really nice uh talk on the new Garmin collar.
0: That sounded really cool though.
1: Yeah, a lot a lot of neat features there. We'll have to look into that.
0: Yeah, it pairs on your phone. You can oh. work it from your phone. Oh I thought
1: you would like that. I I love my phone so I probably would like <laughs> you that. You would like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> And if you have a Garmin watch, you can work it from your watch.
1: Oh, boy. I thought that was neat. I'll tell you what, there's this, all of these apps and. and yeah, we're having it, trouble with that it's, today. <laughs> it's a little overwhelming for some of <laughs> for my us old timers. <laughs> yeah, I agree.
0: That blink camera got Uncle Robert pretty good today.
1: Yes, it did.
0: <laughs> my cousin Michael came talking out of nowhere. And
1: kind of freaked me out. Apparently, he was
0: talking out of the, the fence now
2: so. it's your seventh one in a row but how many have you won in your career
1: well with the US complete I've won nine handler of the year awards uh, in uh, the past 11 years seven in a row and I had two prior to that wow. um, I also won the national bird hunter uh, handler of the year um, a few years ago my eyesight's pretty poor mm. Um can you see a date on there? It looks like 2009, 2010, I believe that says. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I also won, last year, I won the Southern Bird Hunters um, Handler of the Year Award. But probably, and you'll remember this, like my my greatest season ever was uh, roughly 22 years ago, uh, early 2000s, somewhere in there. Um, I had uh, a memorable season that I'll, I'm sure I'll never duplicate. Um, we started off, I won the uh, Woodcock Championship in Rhode Island, Labor Day weekend with uh, Taz. You remember mm-hmm. that beautiful little setter? Um, then I went out to Wisconsin and, no, I'm sorry. I, that I, It wasn't with Taz, it was uh, with uh, Marty Zakovich's dog, Pine Hill Trap Shooter, that's there who it was go. that year. And then I went out to Wisconsin and won the championship there also with uh, Trapper. Um, Scooted over to Michigan, and I won the Lake State's Grouse Championship with Mike Caperell's setter, uh, Nikki's Jesse James, one of my all-time favorite dogs. Um, Out in Michigan, I also won the... Grand National Grouse Futurity with uh, Keystone's Red Rider, Craig wow, Peters. Wow, yeah, on. Rosie. Yep. No, Lacey. Lacey, yep. Yep, Lacey. And then came back to Pennsylvania and topped off the season by winning the Pennsylvania Grouse Championship with Pine Hill Bonnie. And wait to hear this one, Gina. There were 98 dogs in the championship. Wow. It took a all week long to run it it was crazy that was crazy but it was it was one of those miracle seasons how many uh,
0: braces a day
1: uh, well they they were probably at that time running seven a day so 14 dogs a day uh quick math uh Let's see, 98 divided by 14, seven days. One, one full week it, it took to run that trial, and, uh, and she won that. And there were a
2: lot of good dogs at that time, too. Uh, yeah,
1: that was the heyday, I think, of, of grouse trials. Uh, some of our older listeners can remember. I, I know one dog, you're, you're definitely more of a, a pointer guy, we, we know that, but I remember one dog that you liked and, and watched, um, a couple of times was Still Metal's gym yep. and another setter I remember this distinctly we were up in Canada at a trial you and I and because last week with Rich we talked about um, Bob Stewart yes and you walked the brace he ran a setter I think it was Sportsman's yeah, Gus yeah
2: Sportsman's Gus it had like seven fines yeah. or eight fines yeah, I can yeah, still I, remember it it yep. was a fantastic and he won uh, yeah yep. it was a won.
1: fantastic brace and you watched Still Meadows Gym win in Rhode Island win yeah. a championship. So you're kind of like a, a good luck charm. You should come to more trials. <laughs> yeah, and yeah walk, there walk we the go. <laughs> Watch
2: Midnight Light go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Midnight Light, that was the first dog you and I kind of uh, hunted and, and trialed um, on Wild Bird. She was, she was fantastic she was fun to hunt with. Uh, back then... Uh, we used the beeper collar a lot, um, and that's because I, at the time we would go to trials in Wisconsin that allowed a beeper collar in the trials. Um, so we would we would use the beeper collar in training and hunting, and with her it was just. Uh, Amazing. You'd cut her loose and listen. And and we'd have the yeah, we'd have the beeper on point only and you just would wait until you'd hear that beeper and sometimes it'd be hundreds and hundreds of yards away. And you just um we were younger then, it would uh Nick and uh our our good friend, your cousin, John Ferdinand, Bobby um, McGarry, Bobby McGarry, A lot lot of guys (laughs) would hunt us, Dave McCarthy, and it was always like you'd hear that beeper and then you would just go off running through the woods <laughs> and get full first. tilt whoever got there first <laughs> got, got the shot, got the, best shot at the bird <laughs> so um, that that was a lot of fun and our first hunting trip I'm sure you remember when we went up to Canada with one, a, a client I Wade. sold yeah Wade Cuthbertson I had sold him a uh, Gordon Setter puppy and he invited us up there hunting and that was some really great hunting Yeah, um, and Canada leads me to one of one of your first jobs at with dogs. Uh, our good friend John Reed um, up in Canada. You oh, went point there. On plantation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, any good uh, stories? We to had tell a lot of? <laughs> of
2: good stories from up at John's. We had a lot of fun. It was a lot of good, good bird hunting. We we definitely had fun. I learned a hunting. lot from John. Uh, yeah, handling he was, wise, he's a great trainer. Also, a great trainer. Yeah. He Absolutely. won uh, the National visual Championship, uh, I think, three couple, years in a yeah, row. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: a couple of times, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So um, it was, uh, I yeah. learned a lot from him. If if John's out there listening, uh, we miss you, buddy. You, yeah. should, you uh, should come back to the States. and uh,
2: Or we should come visit you in the DR. I'm going <laughs> to send you the link here and uh, <laughs> yeah, have a good time. And I most certainly learned a lot up there about bird dogs and all different things.
1: Yeah, I think I mentioned on one of the podcasts something he... Did up there? Yeah, with pheasants. With the I pheasants. I remember listening. Yeah, yeah. He, he would recall pheasants. That's the first oh, time. No. I, that's the first time I ever saw that. So that that's that's neat. And that would work really well. And I, it's probably too late this season to do it, but it, that just registered in my head. Maybe next year I will do that. I think a small uh, pheasant pen in the middle of my training field. With recall shoots on it would work really Let's do that. well. I Let's think do Mike do that. Tracy
2: does it too. When I was there yeah. a few years ago with Marty, he yeah. had a
1: pheasant pen with a recall on it that he let birds. Yeah, out on. that's a great idea. I think we're going to do that, Gina. But you have to remind me because I can't remember all this stuff.
0: I'll put it in my phone. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll text us. We
2: had a lot of good times. Joe Edwards going down to his place. Joe <laughs> Edwards, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we've been all over to all over the place, kind of like shit or dog shit or something, but <laughs> we get around. You never know where you're going to run in the Nick Puhak. Tell that story. You were up there in the UP hunting and you, you ran in the... Doc Polishinski in the middle of nowhere. He was stuck
2: in a in a way out and probably like five, six miles off the hard top way in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> he was stuck in a, in a mud puddle and we helped pull him out.
1: Wow. And there was a time that uh, Someone that like knew me from Facebook or something. I hunted with a gentleman yeah. in the
2: middle of again, again, that was in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, he asked where I was from. I said, Pennsylvania. He said, Well, I, I know this trainer there in Quake <laughs> I said, Is it Bob Ecker? And he said, Yeah. It <laughs> actually, yeah, we shot uh, two grouse together then, wow. he and I. We'll see <laughs> you over <working>. Gracie <laughs> and sugar. That's awesome. It was a fun
1: time. Oh, these drinks are good. They are good. That's a a refreshing... Gina and I are drinking um, Beef Eater Gin mixed with uh, Diet Canada Dry. Very refreshing summer cocktail. And
2: I'm having a Jameson mixed with an ice cube.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well we're going to wrap it up here. We just had a few reminders to... Uh, listen to the podcast In many ways We are found on YouTube Spotify And Now on Apple Podcast Um And just a reminder To write in On Facebook Or contact Uncle Robert With any Questions And topics Ideas For our next podcast
1: Yeah And uh, I'm gonna Like Uh Have a link to Uh Nick Puhok For both his uh, On Fire Pointers And his Uh Gun dog training at the coverley kennel and and the beautiful setters that, that that they have up there we'll have uh numbers contact numbers for those and again i'm, I'm really enjoying um the questions uh, about training and dogs uh, that we're getting through this podcast uh, in general i get a lot of calls uh, during the day or during the week um about certain situations and uh You know, a lot of those would be would make good uh, topics uh, for discussion. So we'll we'll keep our ears open and uh, uh, really enjoyed having Nick here. Well, I want to thank
2: you guys for having me on. This was a great
1: experience and a lot of fun. Yeah, brings back a lot of good memories with Robert and I, and uh, a lot of fun times. And for me, Nick, that is uh, the best part of uh, bird dogs and bird hunting. You know, I. Unlike you, I know I've seen you go out hunting by yourself. I I won't go hunting by myself, and I'll tell you why. Safety. What's that? Safety. Well, not. It's it's a a fun experience. Yeah, it's experience of of, to share it all. Yeah. Yeah. My dog goes on point, or your dog goes on point. I I don't want to just be there by myself. I mean, sure, you have your camera, you can take a picture and show someone, but but out there hunting, it's not the same. That dog locks up on point, and you know, you and your buddy, you know work out in front of them that flush a grouse or a woodcock or whatever and get a shot off it's just the whole experience is to be shared with someone that's the way i feel about it so um i very rarely go hunting by myself unfortunately nick and i used to get to hunt together all the time Uh, we don't get to do that yeah we don't get to do that as much now because we're both so busy uh with clients and guiding and 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 whatnot but uh um for me that that's the the most fun part of what i do is hunting with with uh, friends
2: and it builds a friendship that is beyond just a regular friendship oh, yeah. you train a dog and then you share that with one another yeah. and you, you, it it's it's just a lot of fun
1: and today was a lot of fun and yeah. thanks for coming
2: well again thank you and cheers cheers, cheers.